I love that sound. The only thing I love more is seeing you across. Oh, the it's good to be back. Although I will say that uh, Sherry Cedar did an unbelievable job. Yeah, she's a natural. She's a TV personality, TV producer. She's she's used to the this whole thing. Oh, I got I got to live the huddler life yesterday because I actually was I had it on my phone as I was in the car line to drop off Kai. So I was watching it as lots of other huddlers do while they're dropping off their kids. And it was awesome. It was a great show. I was like, this is really great. We do something good here. <laughs> you know what's crazy about the whole thing is that uh, last night, we'll talk about the men of influence. Um, there were so many people who said, love what you do in the morning. Don't miss it. Whatever. And we never hear from them. So right. for all of you people who are in the shadows, listening and whatever thank you you know thank you that's exactly yeah. right so so you were in tallahassee for three days um give us a rundown on we saw pictures um i yeah. saw you stage which was i got to talk about it on tuesday which was cool um so you know we got getting in was great and it's funny because it was like a two-part trip it was business and it was for kai so like you know i picked him up from school every day at 250 so from 2.50 on until like 9, it was, you know, Kai time. And then in the mornings, dropping him off at school or whatever. And then for the rest of the morning, it was work time. So balancing both. And yesterday was a full day. I mean, I had I, I watched the huddle as I dropped him off. Then I had a call at 8.30. I walked into his school and got to watch him do the fun run, which he did 51 laps around the the track, which I was like, it's a good thing that I didn't like pay per lap because this would have been expensive. Yeah, it's so <laughs> I just That's gave so a chunk donation and then picked him up from school <clears throat> after that and took him to the arcade. But once I was done at the fun run, I ran back to the hotel. I did my virtual leadership presentation for for Sistel that we do every month and then went over to campus and got to speak to the Florida State Real Estate School with Nick Mao and Brian DePotter in the audience and a bunch of, of FSU well, I didn't alumni. realize they were there. Oh, wow. Cool. So, so th this is a really cool conference. This is something really cool that the, that the uh, Florida state real estate school does is they put on a two day conference that marries Florida state alumni with the students. And it is speakers. It is breakout sessions. Oh. It is a job fair. It is very, very cool. And it was an awesome event. So I was the keynote kickoff um, and it was awesome. It was a blast. And I got to meet a ton of really cool uh, real estate alumni from Florida State, guys that I didn't really know, but we kind of cross, cross paths at the same time. And, and it was just a great experience. Awesome. Um, did we see pictures of you on stage? Did you just show that? Shay, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was a blast. The students, I mean, I've got so many LinkedIn connections um, this morning and yesterday from the students. So excited about them and, and going to figure out a way. Yeah. I got a bunch of newsletter signups. People, people were really, they were eager for that information that I shared with them. And I really focused it around what we always talk about, which is RPD, you know, relationships, process, and discipline and, and how that can make them be successful. But then it's always an odyssey flying out of Tallahassee. Oh, it's an odyssey flying anywhere now. So it's well, well, so like, words, you know. Just you know, don't fly silver. It's just not the way to go. And don't take the life. Not don't even take the last flight. So I ended up having to move my flights around and fly into Miami instead of Fort Lauderdale 
and made a whole bunch of last minute transitions. But of course, there is somebody on the Miami flight that proceeds to get absolutely obliterated in I in in the terminal, right? So like I sit down to grab something to eat, I grab an iced tea, and this guy is hammering back IPAs. I mean, like, and I can tell he's starting to get like a little wonky in the seat. Like, I'm like, is he gonna go out of his seat? We go down to the terminal to like get ready to start going in, and he's talking loud. And he's complaining about Marco Rubio and how he went to kindergarten with him. And like, he's making all of these comments. That's making everybody very uncomfortable. And sure enough, the two police officers come walking down the terminal. He tries to turn around and walk back to the bar. And on his way back, his bag clips one of the chairs. He goes into the wall of the terminal, like down and all. It was wild. So, needless to say, they did not let him get on the. What the hell's going on out here? People think, you know, that it's uh, getting on a plane is a reason to get, you know, shit faced, and it really is not healthy. I mean, flying with the altitude and shit like that, it's uh, crazy. Hey, hey, that's right. It's in flight entertainment. While you were doing your thing, um, we were home accepting an award um, that you were included in. We uh, got nominated by the one and only Kim Sarney and the South Florida Business and Wealth Group. We got nominated as Men of Influence, which um, to be in that group, proud to say Chaz was honored. Uh, David Greenberg was honored. I got to see Gary Press, who uh, Gary founded that whole thing, sold it and brought in Kim, which I told them. That may be the best move of your career is to bring her in. She is uh, absolutely incredible. It was a phenomenal night of people and everybody there had to have done something in the community. Um, it wasn't just about your financial um, success. You had to have done something and stand for something. Uh, Lori Salarillo was there uh, with my man, Patrick, who uh, Patrick's unbelievable, man. He's he's all over the place, hugging up on Sarah, and running around the room. That's just awesome. good, good, good fun, good stuff. So uh, thank you to Kim Sarney for that amazing award. Speaking of Kim Sarney, she will be at our event coming up in Two weeks from today. Two weeks from today. So uh, show me, if you would, show me Kim Sarney. So honored, so excited to be a part of the third annual On the Ball Women's Power Summit. It's happening October 26th, where we'll be having conversations with incredible women about communication, mindset, leadership, culture, and so much more in the business world. And we want to stress that it's not just a conversation for women, but for men as well. It's important for us to take responsibility for creating progress, creating equality. And so why would you not want to learn from the best leaders in South Florida who happen to be women and be a part of this conversation super excited come join we're gonna have over 100 women there men are involved as well so come buy your tickets and let's get on the ball together let's go (laughs) that's a great video (laughs) um not many tickets left but we do want to sell the room out it is for charity um tomorrow we will have lisa lutoff perlo on shay show me um that picture if you would um Lisa is launching. Well, let me put it this way. There's a big announcement tomorrow. 
we are the first show to bring that announcement to the community. So make sure you join. She is the most incredible leader I have ever met in my career. I am absolutely blown away by the opportunity to work with her and learn from her and vice versa. So she sits in the huddle hot seat. While Mark goes to New York, go figure. <laughs> Back on another <laughs> new generation. They don't work. They don't do shit. <laughs> oh, I'm working. I'm working. It's uh, right, speaking so- of that. Speaking of that event, it just reminded me that I owe everybody a run of show for what's happening in two weeks. Yeah, so that's got to happen. Uh, but she's busy in Poisitano. So yeah. uh, final thing: the huddle is everywhere. Show me Bob Goldfarb with Donna. They were in Budapest. So uh, they uh, they represented the the huddle across the world. So thank very you. very honored that you know as they were packing their bags, one of the one of the necessary travel items was their huddle shirt, so they could represent globally. That's very very awesome. Thank you so much, Bob. We appreciate the support. So crazy start to this morning, longest intro ever. Shay, wake this thing up and get off the screen. So you're away and I haven't really spent any time with you. So I have questions. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> questions to start the day. And, and I think, you know, it's based on what we do and who we do it with. First question is, who brings out the best in you? Uh, that's a great question. Um, I would say there's three people that bring out the best in me. You, Gabby, and Jake. Wow. Um, that hasn't always been the case. There have been people along my career that have really filled that role. Like I always go back to Eddie Grand when I was a young professional and I was working with him on a daily basis. He really brought the best out of me. Um, and working with Brian Polian when I was at Nevada, he brought a lot out of me. But consistently, I would say the three of you guys, you set the pace so far ahead of everybody else when it comes to you know, operating inside of a business every day and focusing on the growth of it. Um, Jake keeps me competitive because he's 12 years younger than me. And so whatever he's, whatever he's doing, if I'm not doing it better than him at the moment, then I, I have a problem with that. And then obviously Gabby is my, my, my ultimate partner. And it doesn't matter whether it's, you know, family stuff, whether it's relationship stuff, whether it's family business stuff, she just is constantly my sounding board and, and somebody that I look to to push myself to match her. So one of the things I love about the audience that we reach is that not only can I ask you that question, I can ask, and we have a pretty robust audience today, ask yourself, get up every morning, look in the mirror. Well, are you, you going to say that you bring the best out of yourself? Like, I want you to answer that question. Who brings the best I out of you? I wasn't planning on answering it, but <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't think it's driven by ego. I drive the best out of myself. I think I have learned to trust the voice 
not fight it. The mm-hmm. voice that I built, and it's a built muscle that says, get your shit in gear. And yeah. that allows me, and I, I've been telling everybody last week when we were in Pittsburgh, so I'm out, I taught you the information and then you made it your own and then spit it out to all of these people. Most of them were hearing it for the first time. Mm-hmm. So they, you were training them. That's training and conditioning. You know, for me, it was coaching. I knew the material, but you coached me up. I'm sitting there going, this is so fucking easy. I'm not doing it. I had been away for a month. I kind of lost all the rhythm. I didn't really have the energy to do it. But man, when you have a coach that's right in front of you and is driving you to be your best. And so for me, one of those, you know, who brings out the best in me is me. But I would equally say you and Jake, because I feel a responsibility to do my best for you yeah. guys, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I think that when you talk about a team, if you can have the kind of feelings I have every day, and, and that doesn't mean I need to overwork or grind, no. you know, no. I'm living a lifestyle right now that I've never lived, but I'm doing more in less time. Yeah. Great teams are competitive yet they drive each other to be the best in all aspects of it. Right. So like, it's not your own, that would be a toxic culture. If you felt like you had to overwork to keep pace with everybody else or that you weren't being supported to continue to grow. doesn't really matter who's in first at whatever time. Everybody is pushing the envelope forward. That to me is you have to have that around you. If you're going to be at the highest level, consistently so first of all thank you jeff bishop what a great comment yeah the huddle, the huddle awesome. of course and, and just know the daily huddle works equally as much for us you know uh, it's challenging us like last night a couple of people walked up to me and they go dude every day you do that yeah. oh my god i said you know it's not a challenge it's i, I love it i get to do it every day i i enjoy it i enjoy the rhythm of being able to share and listen and by the time this is over, this 22 minutes, I'm on fire. <laughs> I'm already, the muscle in my head is going, all right, what, what are we yeah. going to eat next? So uh, that's the first question, which I love. Um, I think the answer could be the same. I'm going to skip the who's my business challenger because that's sort of the same thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. Who's your personal compass? Yeah, there's not one. There's really not one personal. I am my personal compass, right? And the way my compass changes direction is the way my life changes, the way priorities change, right? Like I would, I don't want to live in Tallahassee. Let's make that clear. I love Tallahassee. It's a great place. I don't want to live there. But for those three days, my compass changed a little bit. I wasn't as heavily involved in the details of some of our work. I was heavily focused on Kai for three days. I still worked, but the the percentage or the, the piece of the pie shifted. I think that has to be based on you. I said yesterday in my presentation to everybody in the room, I'm not here to tell you what you should do. Nobody can tell you what you should do. 
Only you can tell you what you should do. And the way you figure out what you should do is figure out what you want to do, who you want to be, why you want to do it, and then figure out people that have done it or have gone there or have some perspective to share and take bits and pieces of it and figure out the ones that fit for you. You know, I hear it all. You talk about that in your strategy. You know, we had Chaz on last week as the huddler in the hot seat. He talked about that as, as just something that's so important to him to take everything, let it rattle around in your brain. That's really how my compass changes is there's so many influences that come into my life on a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, yearly basis that's how I continue to evolve. I love it. I, I, you know, for me, clearly the answer is Helen. You know, she's been the best compass I've had. You know, I can say in my adult life, she and I are very aligned. We make smart, We'd all agree with that. We'd yeah, all agree. You know, we make smart decisions. So again, my comment to everybody here is that if you do not and cannot point to the people that are your personal moral compass, um, find one, you know, that's, they call them mentors. They call them coaches. They call them friends, but, uh, I have great motivational music this morning and then stay tuned for a conversation on voicemail. Give me that beat, Max. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the greatest singers and rock songwriters of all time. I covered his music when I was 18 in the bars. We still cover this guy's songs on our stage today. He's the Hank Williams of our generation, the great, great John Fogerty. Does not get better than that. <laughs> it's, just... it's so, you know, it's a, a top of mind for me because I spoke about it so much yesterday, growth mindset, right? And like you have two of those guys and Bruce Springsteen is arguably one of the greatest rock and roller of all time, right? Arguably. You could, you right. could, make, the, you could make the case for him to be at the top and for him to be covering john fogarty songs right. you know just the just the love he has for somebody who's in the exact same space as him doing something very very similar nearly exactly the same way and going 
it's not a competition, man. It's we're both really great at what we do and we could be great together. And now we can collab and I would love to cover your songs. And like, that's really a growth mindset. I like a great, a great uh, uh, portrayal of it right there. I, I love doing this with you because that is the absolute reason why I played that is that arguably Bruce Springsteen is worlds apart from John Fogarty. John Fogarty had a great career. Um, most people don't remember that he was the lead singer of Creedence Clearwater Revival. Um, right. You know, so he has a lot of back history and they were big, but never as big as Bruce Springsteen. And when Springsteen sang that song, if you didn't get chills, man, fired, up. <laughs> fired up. Fired up. And what they sing about, I'm not a billionaire son. Yeah. I'm not the fortunate one. I work my ass off to get what I got. So it ain't me. It ain't me, baby. That's <laughs> awesome. One. So I love it. So we'll we'll break into this conversation. We'll probably go into a little bit of overtime. But um, I got the shittiest voicemail message the other day beyond imagination. So I mentioned it to Sherry Cedar. She goes, who, who uses voicemail anymore? Whatever, you know? And I was like, most people text. I disagree. I think people leave voicemails. I think it's true. I think it's critical in and out. I think you need to have a great greeting. Well, you know, you know, you know, mine is, hey, thanks for your call. Tell me something good. Well, that's, <laughs> yes. that's now is your opportunity to tell me something good is actually right. what yours right. is, is <laughs> which I, so always, I get a giggle out of every time. Right. And it works for me because even if somebody's got something that's bothering them. I've diffused it, but leaving a voicemail message is a personality statement. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just like, you know, sure. You could use the voicemail and the phone is still valuable. And if you call somebody, and you don't get them. You could leave a voicemail. It's more than likely that that number that you're calling is a cell phone number, right? So why wouldn't you just text them after? And if you're going to text and it's of importance, why wouldn't you shoot a video, right? Like yesterday, we got introduced on LinkedIn to somebody. Shout out to Tim Anderson, who I'm not sure whether or not he's here live with us this morning, but he comes from the Pacific Northwest, so it's very early for them over there. But he usually he shows up here consistently. He introduced us to someone. It took me 30 seconds to open up the message, hit the camera button, record the video as I was sitting in line to pick up Kai, and well, send that video. I didn't send an audio message. I didn't send a text message. I sent a video. It's me getting in front of them, which, and I, I, I put the picture of a Zoom call up to everybody yesterday. And I said, guys, we've been, for the history of business, we've been chasing around face-to-face -face conversations. You have the ability to put your face in front of somebody else's face whenever they're ready to receive it. Why would you use another tool? Why would you use something else? I agree. Like, I, so I totally agree. So, you know, a voicemail is still part of it. If you're using it, I leave you three letters. <laughs> SSM. Short, sweet, and memorable. You know, sure. just, just, but like Nancy so, said, like, I can't remember the last time I listened to a voicemail. Like, well, if, I, if somebody called me and left me a voicemail... And I saw they left me a voicemail. I'm just going to end up calling them back. I'm not well, even listening like, to voicemail. Oh, you know, so this is why I brought it up. So I don't leave voicemail. You see that I called. 
Right. Most people are deleting it anyway. They're not listening to it. Right. You see, you missed the call from Steve Nudelberg. Call me back or don't. It's your turn. I don't even listen. I, I delete voicemails immediately. And like for me, my text messages are my to dos almost. Like I leave them unread until I'm ready to respond, until I have time to do the things that I need to do. So it's super uh, cool. Super, super cool. A couple of uh, things before we leave. Um, Kim said something to me last night that was so impactful. She put it in her LinkedIn uh, post this morning. We, I like when we greeted her. I said, "You're everywhere." I mean, literally, I'm exhausted watching your social media because you're around people every night, and you're Kim, and you're up, and you're doing, and whatever. And she said, "I'm going to quote Taylor Swift." And Taylor Swift said, "I'm tired, but I'm not tired of it." Ah, that's awesome. That's a great oh, quote. Shit, is that a great quote? You know, so she did She did an amazing job last night uh, hosting and, and being on stage. Um, last thing, it's a bookkeeping thing. I finished my first LinkedIn pod. All nice. of them gave me high regards. I'm going to do another one in November. I already have two. Uh, the ship sails at five. So if you are looking to tune up, how you approach this behemoth called LinkedIn be the best four weeks um, ever. And yes, I am blowing smoke up my own ass. Uh, I will miss you guys. Tomorrow will be a great huddler in the hot seat. Cannot wait to listen to it as we are on our way to the airport. You guys have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Let's get down. Get the hell out of here. Please 